Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb? And for Dan, the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. My guy Dan Byer alongside, so too is Jason Stewart. Iowa Sam on the ones and twos, making it sound like pros. Even we perform like Joes. Welcome in. Hope you had a great Easter Sunday, Masters Sunday. And, hey, the regular season is officially over, which we can start paying attention to NBA basketball that people care about, right? Sort of, sort of. Um, a, cu- a couple things here. I've always thought that in uh, Major League Baseball, when you're in the play-in games, you're not in the playoffs, right? A play-in game is not playoffs, plural, plus they're a series. They're not. I think the same thing of the NBA. Now, one might say, hey, man, so does that mean the, the first four are not in the NCAA tournament? Uh, they are. They just barely get in because the format is still the same. It's still one game in, and then it's one game the rest of the way. But we all know that your bracket is not due until Thursday morning, meaning that the first four aren't really in the tournament, right? They're in. The, they're in this. Uh, it looks like the tournament. It sounds like the tournament, but it's not in the bracket. It's not the tournament. So, with, with that as kind of our guide, we give you the play-in games, so the play-in tournament. The Hawks will take on the Heat. And the Timberwolves will take on the Lakers. And then the Bulls will take on the Raptors on Wednesday. The Thunder will take on the Pelicans. Those are the ninth and 10th place games. Ninth and 10th place teams, whoever wins, then you got to win. You got to win again, right? Against losers of the, uh, uh, of the other game of the, of the Tuesday games, right? Of the seventh and eighth place teams. So, Uh, The Lakers and Wolves, whoever wins, automatically goes to the playoffs. The Hawks and the Heat, whoever wins, automatically goes to the playoffs. And we just told you last hour that we don't know what happens with Rudy Gobert. 
And Jaden McDaniels is not obviously not going to play because he broke his hand punching a wall after the game. That's going to be an interesting lineup that Timberwolves will throw out against the suddenly red-hot Lakers. And then you get to the actual playoffs, which, um, w- which will start this weekend. And because of how the season finished out, the Clippers play the Suns. The Clippers play the Suns. The, the Clippers play the Suns. That's an insane series. Insane. Um, all right, uh, Byron, what jumps out at you most with the with the end of the NBA regular season? A uh, couple of things. Uh, I, I think that the play-in tournament has actually been a success. I think yeah. that it's been a positive. But sometimes there are unintended consequences, and I think that's what you get with the uh, Dallas Mavericks in terms of for as much as you want to think that still every team would like to compete, this isn't like the NCAA tournament where you – can be a VCU and play in Dayton and then make a trip to the Final Four. Like it is, it is increasingly difficult to make a run when you are starting that far back in the bracket in the NBA playoffs. So while the play-in tournament has been, in, especially in the West, has been blessed because you've had Steph Curry play in it, and you're going to have the Lakers playing it this year. That that popped up is like okay, maybe not everything is is roses where it benefited the Mavericks because of the Porzingis trade, because of their top 10 pick to try to stay in the top 10 as opposed to get into the play-in tournament. That's what I my main takeaway was from this weekend. For as great as the play-in tournament was and how you get these teams to try to compete, that was one fallback that I saw. Mm. Mm. What about you, Jay Stu? What jumps out of you? I think the Clippers maybe. Uh, Clippers are a mess. They they got into a little uh, tussle on the bench yesterday. Um, I remember a lot of people had the Clippers. It was kind of the trendy pick for uh, the Clippers coming out of the West this past year. And I they're limping in. They just seem to be bruised and bloodied. And I don't know if they even make it out of the first round of the playoffs. I thought they were pretty interesting coming into the season, and I've just kind of uh, I've lost that that feeling about them. Well, you know, they, they made the big trade, and they got Russell Westbrook. They also got Bones Highland. That's who got into it with Mason Plumley. That's where I said what, what happened between Bones Highland and Mason Plumley is what usually happens. Dudes get into it on the sideline, and they get separated, regardless of the game. The difference is Rudy Gobert threw a punch at Jay McDaniels, right? That's Therein kind of lies the difference. Uh, that's who Bones Highland is, right? He kind of he, he talked his way out of out of Denver, you know, wanted a bigger role, and uh, those guys didn't want him around. And Denver feels the better, better because of it. And and part of part of the whole Clippers thing is we got some guys that other people didn't want, like Russ, like Bones Highland, and we kind of embraced that. Clippers are mi- missing Paul George, right? They have Paul George. It feels like a, a completely different narrative. I, I would agree with you. I was in on the trend of the Clippers, but no Paul George, and they're gonna uh, uh, and they're gonna take on the Suns in the first round. Yeah, that one doesn't feel like a great series for the Clips. But it also feels like a series that goes the distance. You know, that's, that's the other part to it, is it feels like a really elongated, um, elongated you, uh, first round of the playoffs. You're going to get something good from that, those three, six, four, five matchups. You could add Suns-Warriors. You know, you know, like, I mean, that would – I think that actually would have been – that would have even topped Suns-Clippers if you would have had – uh, Suns Warriors in Durant against his former team in the first round. Um, 
now it's unfortunate that they're on opposite sides of the bracket. Not to say that they can't meet in the Western Conference Finals, but that would have been the one that really top it for me. Um, if the Lakers move on, right? They take on the Memphis Grizzlies. Is that right? Yep. If they win, if they win against the Timberwolves on Tuesday night, yeah, they they will play the Memphis Grizzlies, and then the Golden State Warriors will take on the Sacramento Kings. Now that you want to talk about a a place where I don't think Sacramento, despite the fact they're a three seed, can beat them four times in seven, but man, I want to see him try. You know, Sac- Sacramento is if you think that Oakland is the is the is the ugly stepchild to San Francisco, where Golden State left behind. I give you Sacramento, who first time to make the playoffs in, was it 13 years? Is that what it is? Um, th- that arena has been on fire, and uh, De'Aaron Fox has had an incredible year. So, too, has Sabonis. Like, that's going to be a fun series. I, I and, and why do I think Golden State will win? I mean, just because they're Golden State and they have, they have guys that we've seen win in the playoffs. But that'll be fun. Uh, Has anyone called that series the uh, the Battle of the Interstate 80, by the way? If not, I would like to kind of coin that phrase <laughs> because, you know, they always do the, you know, the Battle of the Five Freeway with the Freeway Series here down in, in L.A., but up north, that's Interstate 80. I used to live up there. I, I've, I've gone back and forth between Tahoe and San Francisco. Interesting uh, interstate. You know, a lot of interesting c- cities along the way. Vallejo, uh, Woodland comes to mind. Um, <laughs> I, something else uh, that uh, there's an Air Force base up there. But I- Interstate 80, Battle of the Interstate 80, that's my thing. I'm, I'm going to coin that phrase. I like how it rolls off. Like, it's just an easy. Yeah. Yes. Rolls Battle off the of tongue. Interstate 80. I don't think it rolls off the tongue. What? <laughs> I don't think it rolls off the tongue. I'm trying, I'd, I'd have, there, has, there has to be a more clever nickname. Sacramento's like actually sneaky, kind of nice, and San Francisco has a lot of spots. San Francisco is a great city, but it has some spots where not nearly as nice as reputation. Um, both have incredible new arenas, right? Sacramento's is actually probably cooler, even though San, San Francisco's is a little bit newer. Uh, how about how about Boston, Miami? as a first round series, Cleveland, New York as a first round series, uh, Philly, Brooklyn would have been great, but none of the people that we want to see play for Brooklyn. Although this Brooklyn team seems to be the better because of it. Also first round series. Heat would have to beat the Hawks on Tuesday night uh, to set that series up with the Celtics, but it wasn't the prettiest Eastern conference finals last year. I think we get sucked into the name brand. The East is the East really took a hit with Brooklyn making their trades. Of sorry, may, maybe the Knicks, maybe the Cavs can carry that torch. You would have had a really good, you know, Eastern Conference semifinals if maybe Brooklyn would have stayed together. Would have hurt the West, but would have been really good. I don't know if the Knicks advance and go on. Maybe if you've got that in, intrigue there. Uh, with uh, they'd probably face Milwaukee, and then you can have your Sixers Celtics matchup if the seeds hold. But yeah, the uh, the West is going to be where all the eyes are. I, I think it's interesting though. We 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 do this thing where because all of us and and I even think people who you know follow the NBA religiously will admit they don't watch all the games. It's it's been impossible to really gauge 
how good some of these teams are because so many of them have sat so many of their best players for long periods of times or in important games. So we don't really know on some of these teams, uh, but it does feel like the West is a lot better than its reputation. You know, we're like, well, well, the West is a mess this year. Like, is it? Denver's fully healthy, and even though Jokic hasn't had playoff success since the bubble, uh, this is the first time that they feel like they're back to that level. You know, Phoenix, they were the one seed last year, but you add Kevin Durant, I mean, that's a, they, you have two dynamic scores. I think the Clippers aren't as good as they should be on paper without Paul George. Golden State now, um, with the expectations that Wiggins is going to play, they're back at full strength for the first time in what feels like forever. Memphis, maybe not as good as the two seed, but definitely a team that as soon as they win a playoff series or, you know, they'll get the respect that they so desperately desire. And then the Lakers, you know, you want to talk about guys that you expect to play deep into the playoffs. LeBron James and Anthony Davis are absolutely two of them. And the question becomes how much of that matches up with the reality now, right? Like, how good is yeah. LeBron really at the top level of the NBA? You know, because he didn't he didn't guard anybody anymore. And there is a lot of just catch and shoot or in transition go downhill. Like he's not the same guy, nor would any of us expect that of him at that age. What does that look like in playoff basketball, especially against a team as youthful and as easily hateable as the Memphis Grizzlies? Well, as you as you go down from one to seven in the West from the Nuggets down to the Lakers, the Nuggets are the only team really that has that doesn't have questions but their actual question is can they get it done in the playoffs but if you if you go down two three and four you had memphis and dealing with john morant kings are new to the party uh you mentioned the clippers with uh, no paul george uh, you just talked about the lakers uh even the suns and meshing everything together with with kd being out when he was out everybody's kind of got this okay we're not necessarily sure the warriors having their questions, but we see the Warriors' name and we say, "Okay, all of that is all of that is true," and it is also probably true that I think there's a really decent chance that the champ actually comes out from the East. But it's going to go. It's the chaos of what could happen with the Western Conference that is probably going to hold us over for the next six weeks. Um, Jay Stu, you're the most like reasonable TV viewer of the three of us, right? Like Dan and I are going to watch every game. You're much more most. of a uh, okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's some I may have to tap out for. Right. But yes. I, I I get it. But yes. like, uh, but you're a Milwaukee. You're a Bucks guy. You're gonna watch all sure. those games. We're gonna watch the top level games. You're more of a a dis- discerning viewer. Am I using that word correctly? I don't know. Discerning viewer. What what intrigues you about the first round? Uh, top level stuff is the Warriors. Um, I will watch them. All the time. Do we want them to point. win? Here's the question. Do we want the Warriors to win? I do. I do. I think I that the NBA is better off the, the longer they stay in the playoffs. Why don't you want them to win, Dan? I just, I, I get Warrior fatigue. Um, You know, like they're just, it's just, it's all in your face. You know, it's, I. Is yeah. it Draymond fatigue? No, it's Warriors fatigue. I, I think that they have players that, that are. You know, like like Draymond, you know, can be the villain, 
But I, I like. There's no way you dislike Clay Thompson. There's no way you like dislike Steph Curry. It's just you, you can't do it. But it's just the Warriors brand that just is so in your face. You know, they fall off the map and they come back and they end up, you know, winning an NBA title again. And it's back how things once were. Um, like I, I didn't mind cheering for them in terms of, uh, hey, let's let's go for one one last go around, one last title. If that's you know fine, but that's not what this is. This is still you know who knows what's going to happen next year. But uh, I, I don't think we look at them like that. Of like this is a, a last go around. Heck, they're you know defending champions. So, but there is a sense that this this is this could be the last go around, right? Like, what are they going to do with Draymond? You know what do they what do they do with, with Wiggins, you know who barely played this year. You know what do they do? Yeah, I mean, I, like I, look, I cheer for I, the I think, Jazz in '98. You know, like I just, you know, it's done with the Bulls. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I, well, I grew up as a Celtics fan because everybody in Southern California was a Lakers fan. It's just like I get it. They're great. I like the Celtics. You know, I should clarify. I never even started with the Bulls, and I wasn't a Bulls fan. The Warriors were a team that was likable, and then all of a sudden they're unbeatable. You know, and then you're like, "All right, this is a little too much. Let's even this out." Um, Lakers Grizzlies to me, if the Lakers can win this first play-in game against a, a a Timberwolves team that's a mess, that's fun, right? You got a bunch of dudes who so desperately like, and they're so much more athletic than the Lakers. But they've never done anything in the playoffs against the Lakers, who I don't think anybody would argue LeBron is past his prime. Still an incredible player, but past his prime. Um, Anthony Davis, you just hold your breath every time he falls down because you think he's going to grab some portion of his body. Um, And, you know, they have some young pieces as well. I just, that one to me actually feels like a whole lot of fun. Even if the Grizzlies are, they're a bit much for me. Like, I get it, you're good, but, like, dude, you haven't done anything yet. Literally nothing that actually matters. And 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 the idea of Memphis-Golden State, to me, just seems like a whole hell of a lot of fun, right? Because that's the team that Clay Thompson just counted his rings against. Right? Now you have, you know, Draymond and and casting a shadow on everything going on at the other bench. Like, I, the world needs Golden State versus Memphis. Let's just be honest. More so than Golden State versus the Lakers. Sure. Yeah, I, I I could be down with that. Absolutely. There and it's a good mix. You know, as I said, like I think Suns Warriors would have been the ideal craziest first round matchup we've ever seen. Um, Suns Clippers is a magnificent consolation prize, and and just of of how it's set up, like there's yeah, it's yeah, the West is West is going to be amazing. This is the best part, you know, Steve Ballmer, who is a beloved owner, like right? Like you talk to you talk to people in the league, like, man, I'd love to he's he's building a the arena they're building is incredible, right? Like they're doing all the right things. But here's where sports is just unfair. You know, you finally kind of got your team right. You got a great coach, you got it. Kawhi Leonard's a great player, he's an unbelievable player. Unbelievable. And you don't have Paul George and you face the Suns in the first round of the, the playoffs. Like Wow, that's that's where sports is not. Life isn't fair, but sports, especially so, not fair. If you're a Kings fan, quickly, you know, in the battle for I eighty, if you're a Kings <laughs> fan, do you relish seeing Golden State, seeing you know the rival down the road or not? I th- no, they want to see the Lakers, right? So, like if you're in Sacramento, you grew up hating, despising the Lakers, 
right? And now you're young, you're on the come up, and the Lakers, you got a chance to vanquish the Lakers with LeBron. Like, that's the one they want. They didn't want the Warriors. Like, last time the Warriors played in Sacramento, the place is half Warriors fans. They won the Lakers. That would have been, that would have been absolutely insane. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member is waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. That's MBUSA.com. Uh, former star quarterback, Carson Palmer, raised some eyebrows this weekend with his comments about Joe Burrow in comparison to Pat Mahomes. Want to hear him? They're next on the Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what? Too is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories for 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. 
Doug Gottlieb, in for Dan, and the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio, alongside my guy Dan Beyer, Jason Stewart, and, the one, and of course, uh, Iowa Sam, with the 80s tunes. We'll get to the Carson Palmer story as part of our discussion with Adam Kaplan. Adam's our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. He also hosts Inside the Birds podcast. And Adam, uh, yesterday, when many of us are are watching John Rahm win the Masters and, of course, uh, trying to figure out what the NBA playoff brackets look like and what the hell's going on with the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Baltimore Ravens sign Odell Beckham Jr. Now, um, here's the thing about the $15 million that he's going to make. $15 million in cap space. They only have like $6.9 million in cap space available. What, is, what does this signing mean for the Ravens this season? Okay, a couple things here. There are ways to do this deal. In fact, I haven't, I haven't got the breakdown yet, but I'm almost certain on your question that it's going to go the way I'm going to explain it to you. So they're called avoidable years. Let's say you, let's say in this case, he's got $15 million fully guaranteed at signing. There's a large signing bonus and probably veteran minimum base salary. So what you do is you spread the, the cap hit over four years it vo- so you, ha- you have cap numbers in future years when he probably won't be on the roster. So it'll take some dead money hits in future years, but this gets him under the roster on a very low cap number this season. I'm almost sure that's what's going to happen. The Saints and Eagles do these the same exact way. because It's called cash over cap. You spend the cash with the cap that you don't have, but you spread the cap hit over four seasons. It, 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 it's, it's almost certain to be that, that way to answer your question. Now, so what happened here? Why did this happen? First of all, the as I understand it, OBJ and his agent, who I saw two weeks ago at uh, the owners' meetings, the Ravens were one of the teams to talk to the agent. And this is out of character, guys. I don't know how much you follow the Ravens or study what they do. They almost draft and develop at every position. They, they, they'll sign selected free agents, but they typically go with their own players, particularly at receiver. But what happened was they were so beat up physically last season, they brought in Deshaun Jackson, Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, they were struggling, and Rashad Bateman, who was a first-round pick in, in 2021, uh, uh, he broke his foot. He's got the Liz Franck injury, which is basically a nine-month recovery. And they, they believe, it. by the way, it's his broken left foot that he had. It's his left foot. They believe he'll be ready late spring to start working f- with them. He's rehabbing now, and from what I understand, it, it goes pretty well. But they just don't have anybody. And, and, and OBJ is the top veteran receiver out in the market, and what's really interesting about this, and, and, and when I say over, out of character, the top receivers in free agency guys got paid $11 million. Alan Lazard, uh, four years at $11 million a season. Jacoby Myers, three years at $11 million a year uh, with the Raiders and Alan Lazard with the Jets. And the Jets were not going to pay him anywhere close to the, what he was looking for, but they were going to, from what I understand, it was going to be a decent number. But the, the Ravens knew to get him, to get OBJ not to meet with the Jets today. By the way, that meeting was going to be this morning. Uh, with the Jets officials and coaching staff, they had to get this deal done last night. And again, this is this is not this is not what they do. When Doug, when you say, yeah, this this kind of deal came out of, <laughs> come out of the blue. The money is, is not what they typically do. That's the thing that blows me away. Okay, so what does it mean for Lamar Jackson? Well, the, the two know each other. It's not going to change anything unless Lamar all of a sudden changes his his feeling because he he does not want to play on the, on the non exclusive tag, which is the lesser tag of the two in terms of money. I, I, this from Nothing really changes now. Both, by the way, both sides have talked over the last month. This is not like they have n- ignored each other. But until they could find a middle ground, there's no middle ground because he doesn't have an agent. That, there's, it's not like, okay, what's a bridge kind of deal here? 
they don't have one yet. That, that's what's holding this deal up. They, they don't, Lamar's not willing to take a bridge deal. That, that's, that's typically the way you get these deals done is you, you find a compromise just to get the player in. They don't have that yet. Is that because both sides kind of know the ship has sailed, that he's not going to get an offer, that no one's going to sign him to an offer sheet as well? Well, Dan, they, look, the, first of all, the Ravens sure know this because they understanding because he's not exclusive if a team was willing if a team wanted to sign him to an offer sheet they would have to know about it because they, they get a copy of it then what then they would have uh five days to match it or let him walk for two first round picks and by the way that's part of this we haven't you know, we haven't talked together for a while on this the hold up part of the, the reason as i learned at the owners meetings is nobody wants to give up two first round picks as a gm told me at the combine and he thinks this will wind up happening Closer probably to training camp if it does at all. He said, look, if, if you want to get this player, you tell the Ravens, look, we're, we're, we want the player. He, he's interested in us. L- let's talk about doing less than two first-rounders. In fact, how about, how about a future? How about a, a 2024 first and a 2024 third? Now, the Ravens might say, listen, we want a first-rounder this year. We don't want to wait till next year. And that, that, because remember now, it's not like the Ravens have a qu- another quarterback in the roster who could replace Lamar. So wait, wait, so so help me out. Uh, you think my problem with the the idea of waiting till close to training camp is everybody's going to have their quarterback. No, I know that and be sort but, of set. Right. See, the the teams don't really want to give up their first round pick this year. That's the other thing that right. the, that they're struggling with. Because if you give up your first, you're st- you're not going to get away with just giving up your first and nothing else. And I, I'm with you, Doug. I, I think. I mean, if if I'm the Ravens, I must have a quarterback this year, and I have to get that in the draft. The Unless you're, unless you're looking at Trey Lance of the Niners, there's just nobody available. It, it's, just, just, it's just too late in the process. You would have to go toward the draft. What does this mean for the Jets now? I, I didn't think they needed OBJ anyway, but, I mean, is it just, are they set and Aaron Rodgers just needs to come aboard? Well, a couple things here, guys. Miko Hardman's coming off his first major injury. He's been actually been pretty healthy in his career, but he's coming off an injury. Denzel Mims has not worked a second-round pick. Corey Davis is on the final year of his deal, and he's making over $10 million. That's a player to watch here to see if he's going to be with them you know, over the next couple of months. They, they felt that they needed one more receiver. You know, Alan Lazard is making $11 million. It's going to be Garrett Wilson and Lazard are your two starters. It, once Hardman gets healthy, he'll be their third. I, I just don't know where Corey Davis fits in. The thing about OBJ is he could play inside or outside. And they wanted him for, they, they wanted his savvy and his experience and don't forget the job that he did two years ago coming over to the Rams. That was pretty remarkable. Quite frankly, they were not winning a Super Bowl. They, they, they were not getting there without OBJ. It was pretty remarkable what he was able to do with Stafford. All right, there's there's three quarterbacks who everybody thinks is go, are going to get extensions this offseason, and we're still waiting, right? You got Burrow, um, you got Herbert, and you got Hertz as well. Obviously, you do the Inside the Birds podcast. Yeah. Where are the Eagles and Jalen Hurts? Yeah, they've had talks with he and his agent, uh, Nicole Lynn, uh, going back to late last season. It's just a matter of, because they want this done like, I hate to say ASAP, but they want this done sooner rather than later, where they're kind of on Hurts's timeline. And if you're in Hurts's ballpark here, you, you really want to watch and see what the other two quarterbacks get, because it... Those two quarterbacks will not get less than fifty million a season. I, I just because they can't. I mean, that's just with the cap going up. This is the first year of the big TV money. The cap's going to go up and up and up. The the floor should be fifty million a year, which is Rogers' deal, which obviously was phenomenal. But that should be the floor. 
going forward, it, and, and they could average uh, between 52 and 53 million, uh, based on what I've heard. So that's kind of where we're, we're sitting here with those three quarterbacks, and that's what it sh- this is kind of going to be the new norm, the, the 50 million range for all the quarterback, the, the, the young gun, so to speak, going forward. Adam Kaplan joining us here on Dan Patrick Show. What about the Panthers and Bryce Young? Um, meeting tomorrow. Do we yeah. read anything into this outside of it being a top thirty visit? No, I'm told uh, we they actually have had this plan for about a week, week and a half that Bryce Young was going to come in. Here's the thing: they were at his workout. They've gotten to know him through the process. He is probably if, if you polled 32 offense coordinators and quarterback coaches, they would probably tell you he's just a better quarterback than C.J. Stroud. But you worry about the the body frame. That's something that. It's going to be a problem for some teams. I don't get the picture, folks, based on what I've heard for the last week or so. And I know they've been in front of them. I don't think that's going to be a deal breaker. That's just my sense. Okay, that's just my sense. Uh, checking into several league sources on this one. And that's where I'm at with that quarterback. And now, by the way, CJ Stroud's a really good quarterback. I, if he doesn't go one, I fully expect him to go two. Unless somehow the Texans trade out. And remember last year, the Texans blew it. Uh, not drafting Sauce Gardner. That was a major mistake. And Gardner is already elite and already one of the best cornerbacks in the National Football League after one season. Yeah, I, I think that actually the most interesting guy at quarterback in the draft, at, you know, I, like, look, you, you have Bryce Young, who's tiny, but checks every other box. Yep. Hen and Hooker is an interesting one, right? Because yeah. um, he is coming off an ACL, but was on track to win the Heisman. But he's going to be 25 years old during his rookie season. Does he go in the first round or fall to the second round? And like he's right, one of those. Do yeah. you do you go? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say is what I'm told is on your point about the age. It's not a factor because quarterbacks, as we know, could play in their late 30s, early 40s as long as they're healthy. Now this kid's coming off an ACL injury back in November. I would have probably put him at number three had he not gotten hurt. Surefire first round pick. Super high character. Good mechanics. The, the knock on him is when. NFL people put his tape on. They don't see a lot of throws where you go, wow, that's, that's, a, that's a throw that he was under duress. He had a lot of time to throw the football. But he's a, he's a really polished kid. I would say right now, probably back of the first round is the earliest he'll go. Here's the way he's explaining to me is if you're, you have to be a front office that knows it's not getting fired, that knows it's going to be a, there a long time, and you're going to let him sit this year because he's not going to be able to. He's not, just not going to play. I mean, by November, December, he might be able to dress as the second quarterback, maybe play if the team's out of the race, the playoff race. But the fact of the matter is, you can't count him for the season at all. You're just assuming this is going to be a redshirt year. You have to be comfortable. And by the way, the, the coaching staff has to be on board with that as well. But you, you can feel there's a pressure to draft a quarterback. It's kind of like Jerry West when Jerry West would draft all these guys because they were drafting late and you didn't have to worry about because you know he wasn't getting fired. Well, that front office staff has to say, you know what, we don't need him to play this year. He's not gonna. It's not gonna matter this year. He's eventually gonna replace our veteran. That, that's the way to look at that one. I don't know what to believe uh, over these next three weeks, but is <laughs> is there a possibility the Texans, because of their two first round picks? could wait on the quarterback or use that second first rounder to maybe try to move um, up at two or Dan, unless they love Will Levis and Will Levis has got a lot of talent had a had a rough final season in Kentucky his 21 tape is really good by the way that's where where, where coaches struggle that I've spoken with unless they unless they just don't let, let, let's let's assume it's, well we know it's going to be Bryce Young or CJ Stroud at one so they take the, the Typically, you just take the other guy if you're picking number two. 
because if you wait, it the the so the tiers it's Young and Stroud in the first tier. After that, it's Levis and Richardson, and then it's Hooker only because of the injury, and then they're all backups. By the way, the way the league looks at the the, the other the other guy the the other guys after the top five is they're all backups. There's not a starter projected in, in the next group. Um. Okay, there are a couple other things going on that are of interest uh, in, in the league. San Francisco, you mentioned Trey Lance, and most people think he's available. Like, what's their plan? What's their actual plan? With Sam Darnold sitting there with a ton of experience, you know, and, and then, you know, you got Brock Purdy coming off uh, surgery. What, what's their plan as we, we, we're in April? So, guys, when they ended their season in Philly, they, when they met, they decided they were going to go forward with Brock Purdy as their starter, no matter what. Now, when I say no matter what, once he's healthy enough to do so. Now, he took the less invasive surgery, his elbow surgery. He, they, their hope is that he will be close to or pushing 100% by late July, and maybe he, he's, he does very limited work in their, their mandatory minicamp in June. So, look, he, if he, once he's ready, he's their guy. They made this decision. I don't necessarily agree with it, but that's what I was told privately uh, back, in, uh, back at, actually, the Combine. And everything that John Lynch said publicly and, and also Kyle Shannon said uh, w- would suggest that's the case. Now, if they move Lance, Darnold's the backup. Darnold's just an insurance policy. What's, what's interesting is before Purdy got hurt, they were never thinking of adding a veteran. They were just going to have Lance back up, and they'd have to have a third quarterback in training camp. Could it be a developmental guy? But because, remember now, we have to also mention, Lance is coming back up from the second procedure on this, the, the same ankle that he broke. And he also won't be ready till spring. They had to have another quarterback in there. And Now, Darnold's got a lot of upside. He's not going to make a ton of money. But if he has to play, he plays a decent amount of snaps, the incentives are very large in his contract. Because when you look at it, he only got a one-year deal worth $4.5 million, But he's got $6.5 million in the incentives. That's obviously built to how much he plays. Awesome stuff. Adam Kaplan, you can check out the Inside the Birds podcast. Of course, he's our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. Cap, thanks for joining us. Never a dull moment in the NFL. Appreciate you being our guest. All right, guys. Thank you. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. Mercedes-Benz range SUVs. Every member is waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. That's MBUSA.com. All right, coming up next to the Dan Patrick Show, we'll have our own play in game. I'll explain next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go... You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. 
Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Doug Gottlieb in for Dan, the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show, alongside my man Dan Beyer, Jason Stewart. So if you listen to the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio, it's daily, 3 to 5 Eastern time. we got an hour live podcast after that called In the Bonus. Uh, 12 to 2 Pacific, hour live podcast in the bonus. At the end of the first hour, we like to play a game. We thought we'd do it for you again today. So I'll hand it over to Jason Stewart. You're going to run the game today, correct? Yeah, you know what? Dan Beyer is the, uh, the game master. He's great at coming up with not only the games, but the names of games. Um, so every time I do one, I feel a little bit inferior, but I'm, I'm going to try today. In fact, uh, yesterday when I bounced this, this concept off of Dan, um, I, it got such a ringing endorsement. He was so impressed by the concept, he never returned the text. That, that um, is true. Yeah, that's true. Because um, it, I, start, it starts like this, guys. Since the NBA starts their play-in tournament tomorrow the you know, play- I probably could have helped you with this had you actually included me on the group text that's a, another good point but then again you know just like the first hour Doug I mean uh, Dan's the golf guy and Dan's the game guy I just yes. went right to him for each of those but you're right okay. Doug I, sh- I should have included um, now since the NBA is doing their play in game mm-hmm. I s- why don't we play an in game Here's the concept. I'm going to give you um, items that have been trending in recent years, and you just tell me if if they're still in. Are are these things still in, whether it be sports or pop culture? I asked uh, Sam, Iowa Sam here, to come up with a generic bed for the game, and he came up with this. So if if you hate it, it's it's on him. All right, you guys ready? Yes. Okay. Doug and Dan. And by the way, uh, the tiebreakers will be broken by Iowa Sam. Doug, is it still in 
to not like Kyrie Irving? Oh, it's very much in. Matter of fact, it's almost to the point, I understand what you're saying, where you almost, you feel a little sympathy for him. Because you're like, dude, he hasn't been bad, and yet he's getting blamed for the Mavericks being atrocious down the stretch. I get what you're getting at. I don't think we're to that point yet. Uh, yeah, also because uh, I actually agree with Doug. We, we, we never blame Luca for anything. And it's all Luca could be out of town. Luca does this. Luca does that. Luca could be requesting a trade. And the uh, Mavericks just completely fall on their face. I still think they should have done the deal. I have no problems with them doing that trade. It just didn't work out. Is it still in to crush Aaron Rodgers for all of his idiosyncrasies? Well, you're the last defender of Aaron Rodgers. I love I love his idiosyncrasies. You love you love Aaron Rodgers. You're like, look, he says things which are patently false or makes things up, but at least he says them with a, like an honest look on his face. Um, yeah, I still think it is. I, I think it is. I, I know what you're getting at. You think he's gonna like tear up the season, give everybody the bird, and keep going on McAfee and telling it like it is. I just. Yeah, I still think it's in the crushing because he can be so odd. So odd. I think we're going to have about a week or two of it because once he's in New York, I think it's a different story. And it's not a, a diss at all on the Wisconsin media. It's just, it's going to be a different story in New York. Again, for the listeners uh, who are just joining us, since the NBA is doing a play-in game, we're going to play the in game. I got you it. see that? I, okay. I, I see what you did there. All right, uh, Doug and Dan. Yeah. Wordle. Is Wordle still in? No. 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 Played about twice a week. Yeah, like once my mom started like sending me hers, I was like, yeah. (laughs) How about about when Jay Stu screenshotted his answers and sent it to all of us? I still play every day. I still play every day. Yeah, but there was a way to share your results without us knowing what the word was. Yeah, correct. No, that that was a faux pas. That was a faux pas. Um, Ted Lasso, is it still in to love Ted Lasso? Uh, I think yes. I, I watched, I actually just yesterday watched the newest episode. And, um, yeah, they're, they're going down an interesting path there. Uh, people haven't seen the last couple episodes or this season in terms of one of the players, which does feel sort of cliche for when, uh, when things jump the shark. But, um, yeah, I still think it's in. Now, before we before Dan answers, I need to tell the listeners that Dan has never really li- liked the hype of Ted Lasso. Or not, I mean, I want to put words in your mouth, Dan, but you've never really fed into the hype of Ted Lasso anyways, so maybe we'll have our first tiebreaker here. I have watched Ted Lasso. We are a little behind on the season. I can't stand how everyone does backflips over it. Like, it is people putting up believe signs in actual locker rooms, like... What are we doing here? Like, like there's, there, there's only you don't so believe and believe. It's just so like, it's just so lame. I just, you know, it's a, it's a fake club, and you know, people are treating it like it's Manchester United in their own minds. Oh, I loved, oh, Ted Lasso. Like, it, it's just, it is way too overboard. It is a good show. It is an enjoyable show. Uh, it just people go way too overboard. Yeah. So, uh, so what, what you're saying is, it's a lot like, hey, I don't hate that team, I hate their fans. Yes. Yes. Right? That's exactly what it is. All right. First tiebreaker, Sam, Iowa Sam. Is it still 
cool or is it still in to be into Ted Lasso? Can I have an opinion if I've never seen a single episode of the show? Yes. Okay, I've heard that the new season is a little too much nostalgia and not enough creative writing. Therefore, I'm out. That was the wrong button there. I'm out. I'm out. I meant to hit the Brady I'm out drop there. All right, quickly, guys, quickly. As the NBA is doing their play-in game, we're playing the in-game. Marvel movies. Is it still in to like Marvel movies? No. Just so many of them. What's this new one? Blue Ant or Blue something? (laughs) Blue Cricket? Ant in the multi-universe? Yeah. I mean, look, I'm excited about Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I'm not going to lie to you. I am too. Uh, I love that franchise. Yeah, I the the new ones where they just come up with like, yeah, I don't. Have you guys Did, seen Mandalorian? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm up to date on Mandalorian. It's, I like this joke. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's all right. I took that one. Well, you know, right. you know me in movies. Oh, I don't know. So well, you have it, a unique perspective on this. So you think it's still in to like Marvel? Uh, like as opposed to like DC comics. Just in general, like when you DC sense on Twitter completely and stuff. the shark, yeah. Um, yes. I'll say yes. For the tiebreaker. I'm out. Yeah, I think that the whole multiverse <laughs> thing has That's our tiebreaker? That's our tiebreaker? He's out. I'm out. Mm. That's it, guys. That's the, uh, right. we played the end game. I like that. Because the NBA is doing their play-in I, uh, game, yeah. <laughs> I think the best part of that game is Jason's explanation of the obvious multiple times within it. Uh, let's get into that Luca Mavs thing, right? Who's to blame for that smoldering dumpster fire in DFW? We'll tell you next. This is the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I, I didn't mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. 
Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.